Welcome back into Friday. I'm Jeff MacArthur. And as the Beijing Games officially get underway, opening ceremonies earlier today, thanks to climate change, the potential host cities for the Winter Games is shrinking and shrinking significantly. This is a finding of a study out of the University of Waterloo. And joining us now for more on this is Daniel Scott, a professor of geography and environmental management at Waterloo. And he joins us now. Daniel, good afternoon. Appreciate your time. Great. Thanks for having me, Jeff. How are you doing today? I'm okay, thanks. Uh, tell us a bit about this study and its findings. Just what role is climate change having on the Winter Games in host cities? Yeah, this all started. We, we were, like many Canadians, we're watching the, the Vancouver Games and watching the struggle up at the Cypress venue, um, becoming too warm to actually make the snow. So they had to helicopter snow in and put it on top of hay bales. And we knew Sochi was coming up next. And, and that didn't make a lot of sense climatologically. It's not like Russia's short on cold places. And we saw, you know, the impact on the competition and, and even injuries for amongst the athletes. So we, we surveyed our athletes in Canada, North America, Europe, and other places, asking them, you know, what are the kind of conditions that you want for fair and, and safe competitions and ideal conditions if you can get them? And then we looked at the probability of the last 21 host um, cities for delivering those, you know, today and in the future. Um, and today, about half of the, the hosts are what we would call climate reliable. They can deliver those great conditions about 90% of the time. About four of them were unreliable, including Sochi. And the good news from a climate change perspective, if we can achieve the Paris Climate Agreement, those numbers stay largely unchanged under a low emission future. But under the high emission future that we're on, um, those numbers come down to we're left with four climate reliable locations in mid-century and down to one in late century. So that really changes the geography of the games. Like, honestly, on the path we're on right now, the projection is that we'd have only one city that would be able to be a host city for the Winter Olympic Games. <laughs> Yeah, we'd have to look at, you know, how else do you do deliver the snow sports component? You can always have the indoor piece. You know, we play hockey in, in Miami and other places like that. So that can always happen. It's that big snow sports component. Um, and we've seen, you know, the adaptations the IOC's been using snowmaking since 1980. Um, and then, you know, the, the winter, the, the snow sports, the mountain venues are getting further and further away. I think Whistler was about 75 kilometers from Vancouver. At the Beijing Games, it's up to about 250 kilometers away. So I think that that trend of moving the mountain venue, you know, further and further away from the big city that hosts uh, this opening ceremonies and things like that, that's just going to continue in the future. Yeah, tell us a bit more about the talking to and some of the findings in the study when it comes to athletes and coaches feeling that this truly is impacting not only, you know, cities, host cities for the Olympics, but could really impact the, the future of their snow-based sports. Yeah, that was one of the more fascinating pieces for me. You know, you talk to some of these coaches and, and, and the athletes that were turned into coaches and, and they've, some of them have been around 30 years and they've talked to the old timers that all the different places where they have competitions, they travel to the same places year over year and, and they witness how the climate is changing, how the landscape is changing. They see how their competitions are getting called, you know, canceled more often. Their high elevation summer training areas are being closed sometimes for safety reasons. So they're kind of like our farmers that see, you know, they know their land so well, um, but, you know, they've got this wealth of information on how winters are changing around the world. So it's, it's kind of that citizen science that was really interesting to work with them on. And then to hear their concerns, about 94% of them were really, as you said, concerned about the future of their sport. And it wasn't just the Olympics or their competitions. They knew, you know, if we lose the Glen Edens and the Chicopees or, or even other ski areas, 
and kids don't learn to ski, that's the pipeline to the next generation of athletes. So if those kids pick up, you know, hockey, swimming or whatever their thing is, that really degrades the future of, of winter sport. Mm-hmm. Now, is it too late to reverse this? You mentioned the Paris Climate Agreement a, a moment ago. What exactly it needs to happen moving forward, do we think? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the sort of good news in this. That, you know, the, the future of the Winter Games is, is in our hands in the same way many other things. You know, we, we don't want to achieve just the, the low emission pathway or the, or the Paris Climate Agreement just obviously for sport or for the Olympics. There's so many reasons we want to hit that from agriculture to people's health, or, you know, real estate, the list goes on. Um, but that's that's the important point. You know, the choice is in our hands, not just of Canadians, um, but people around the world. And then the IOC, to their credit, realizes that. They know that, you know, they can't solve climate change and protect the Olympics on their own, but they're doing their own part. They've they've committed to be, as an organization, climate positive by 2024. And, and I think as of 2030, they're going to make it contractually obligated of all hosts to make their games, you know, climate positive. So going a step beyond what Vancouver did, they were climate neutral. They bought the offsets to, to reduce the emissions they had left. Now you're going to have to go a step further and actually reduce more emissions than the games put up. Just some fascinating stuff, Daniel. I appreciate your time with us this afternoon and thanks so much for sharing the findings. Thanks for having me. Have a great weekend, everyone. All right. Daniel Scott is a professor of geography and environmental management at the University of Waterloo on this uh, study that uh, has said basically thanks to climate change, the potential host cities for Winter Olympic Games in the future is shrinking significantly. And we're back after a break. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink. 